Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 328, recorded live on Sunday, October 6th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who is all set to record on Skype on Saturday, Dave Play. Ha, ha, ha. And the man who was told at about, what, 5 o'clock on Friday that he was going to be working Saturday? Andy Lowe, hi. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, it was pretty late in the day. They just said, like, you have to come in. Well, we've got a big order with a big company that, you know, you really don't want to piss off. Right. And one of our machines stopped working. Oh, no. Correctly. Oh, that's not good. So we were literally running at half speed but full capacity yes for the half speed yes with a huge order yes so we needed extra time so um if i actually went to work right now i bet my boss would be there right now uh working oh that sucks hey i had to do it yesterday so yep so andy was going into work and i was putting an offer in on a house oh dun 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 i know we came in really low, though. We'll see what happens. I expect a counteroffer. But of course. But of course. I don't know. Did you actually ever read the Freakonomics book? Nope. He does a section about real estate agents. Yeah? He did a study about uh, comparing people, uh, real estate agents who try and sell their own house versus um, having them sell other people's houses. Yeah. And I think his study found that the real estate agents leave their own houses on the market for like up to 10 days longer and are able to sell them. Before reducing the price? Hmm? Before reducing the price or? No, no, just the amount of turnaround between them selling a house, somebody else's house and their own. Their own house is going to be on the market for 10 days longer. And I think they get like four or $5,000 more for it. Well, they probably aren't using a realtor. No, they're not using a realtor, plus they're actually making the money and not just making extra money for commission. Right. Because the 10% commission on $4,000 is a lot less than $4,000. Yes. Where are you pulling $4,000 from? I think it was that was the amount that he said in the book. Oh, the difference between what they sell and, and when they sell their own. Yes. Okay. I'm like, wait, what? Also, 10%? For that's, a commission for a real estate agent? That's impressive. Out, out here, it's 6 Oh. And that gets split between the seller and the buyer. Oh. Well, that's low. Or you just don't know the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andy. I'm just going by what I read. What, by what you Okay. I'm going by the contract I signed yesterday. <laughs> okay. So. I'll, I'll go with your numbers. Government shutdown and we still record? That's because we're not the government. We are not the government. It's amazing. No, no, it's not. Government is still shut down, right? I didn't miss something. No, it's still shut down. God damn Congress. Okay, so you got called into work, Mm -hmm. and we couldn't record on Saturday because of it. Yeah. But the more important part of that statement is not that Dave was ready to record on Saturday. Dave was ready to record on Skype on Saturday. Did you figure out what was wrong? No. How would I have figured out what was right? What was wrong? The, so the symptom was I could not call out and no one could call in. Okay. I could connect. I could uh, use the, the text chat. And it was only this computer. It wasn't my account. And so I did a deep removal of 
of Skype, including uh, going through the registry and removing the references there and deleting all the temporary files. Thank you, Revo Uninstaller, because as soon as I did that and then reinstalled Skype, everything was happy. Hmm. What do you mean, hmm? I don't just, it's just got to be something funky with Skype. Hmm, makes it sound like you were saying, Dave, just do a deep uninstall using Revo Uninstaller. Don't give me hmm. What do you want me to say? Good job on uninstalling and reinstalling? There you go. Sure. I'll take it. Okay. How's that played by email coming, Andy? You know, it'd be great if people responded. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So? I could, you know, describe the room that they're in some more. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the things that the, the GM in the game that I'm playing here kind of uses as a philosophy is if he doesn't describe it, it's up to the players to describe it. And as long as what they describe doesn't totally break the story, he's cool with it. So, you know, no reaching out and grabbing the plus four sword that's hanging on the wall, but hey, I want to jump over people, so I grab the chandelier that's hanging a little lower and swing across it. Yeah, go for it. There's a chandelier. Why not? Uh, I'm not sure that would work, because the room that we're... uh Everybody who's not you and Julie are in has a cathedral ceiling. So it would have a lot of chandeliers. Because the, the second floor's got a balcony that goes around the room. So, as I said, a lot of chandeliers. I don't... How would you even hang a chandelier? I don't know. Because there's skylights at the top. So, there are ways. <laughs> you can anchor it to the sides. There's balconies on all four sides of the second floor. Yes, but there's space on the balcony for people to have heads. Yes. I'm just I'm just trying to picture how I would hang a chandelier in this Take giant... Take two points, space them out about five feet apart, put them at the top corner where the, the second floor meets the bottom of the roof. Okay. Do the same thing on the other side. Okay. Take four lines from those four points... And put a chandelier on it. Okay. So the question is, how do you light this chandelier? Andy? Yeah? What kind of person is is transporting us there? He's a wizard who's already lit the fireplace just by, you know, pointing his hand at it. Thank you. Yes, I could expect him to use his spark spell and just light the chandelier. Right. I don't know. I like it better with just the fireplace, though giving off the light. Well, I didn't say that this is actually there, but you asked, how could you, and I just gave you away. I suppose. But there's no chandelier. Okay, that's fine. I'm not there anyway. Oh, you're still downstairs. I'm still downstairs. Has Julie responded? Uh, yes. I need to actually respond to that. Okay, because, I mean, you could just work with the two of us and get us upstairs. I was thinking about that, just splitting the group into two, but that would make so much work. <gasps> oh, you poor thing. Do you want to be on fire again? Because I could make it happen. You, if you do that, you realize you are the worst DM ever. You do not take petty vengeance on players. I know. Unless I'm one of those DMs who's purposely trying to kill. The- yes, but then you will quickly find that people will, well, I guess they're already not responding. Not only will they not respond, they will not play with you again. True. Rules of being DM. But like I said, though, if you had gotten your stuff in on time, you wouldn't have been on fire. Yep. So should we talk about things that, you know, are probably not going over everybody's head? Sure. Although I th- we've been talking about this enough that people can, can pick it up and follow along. Yeah, except Kate's going to be, like, all grumpy because she's heard Aww. enough of it already. Okay. 
Um, well, where would you like to start? Uh, with the unfortunate news that Tom Clancy has passed away. He has indeed no more books. Well, the last couple of books he been he was writing with other people, so... Okay. But yes, Tom Clancy has passed away. Very prolific author. A lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Lots of Splinter Cell games. Mm-hmm. Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Six. The one book I wish he would have expanded upon. Like, he... he it's all one universe, right? I mean, Tom Clancy just yes. kind of wrote all this stuff. And so Rainbow Six comes back from time to time, but not as the story itself. They're just kind of like an additional, hey, we could well, call this one team. He he wrote the Rainbow Six book yeah. about it, which was a good book. I wish he would have wrote written more of more. them rather than just having people pop in with like cameo appearances. Right. But what would you call the the sequel, Rainbow Seven? I'm ignoring you for time reasons. Okay. Um, Rainbow Six, was was that, is the six not coincidental? Is that the whole, like, SEAL Team Six? With the fact that the number was there just to try and throw everybody else off? Yeah. Probably. Well, not not even, I mean, that's why SEAL Team Six was there. Because uh, they wanted the Russians to think that there was SEAL Teams 1 through 5, and possibly 7 through 12. Um, but that he called it, Rainbow Six because it was SEAL Team Six. But it wasn't SEAL Team Six because it was an international group. Yeah, no, Andy, I understand that. I but know. because it was called SEAL Team Six, because the U.S. had that, I is that why it. he called it Rainbow Six as like an homage to it? Uh, okay, so they called it Rainbow because it was multi-unit. Six because it's the U.S. military terminology for a unit commander. All right, Rainbow Six wasn't the team. It was just the one guy. Yeah, John Clark. Okay, then probably not. Yeah, because there were two Rainbow teams. Mm-hmm. There was Rainbow 1 and Rainbow 2. Yeah, but no one cared about Rainbow 2. <laughs> Rainbow 2 was the one that kept on going in, because Rainbow 1 kept on getting hurt. Yep. So, anyway. Tom Clancy passed away. Mm-hmm. Of? He didn't actually say. Oh, unknown cause of death. Yeah, his uh, publisher just said that he had died last night in a hospital in Baltimore. That is too bad. Okay. Uh, something a little happier then? I mean, uh, way to start the show on a downer. <laughs> How about something interesting? We've, let's got let's talk about MMO. We've got a couple MMO things here. All right, EverQuest Two. Do you remember EverQuest, Andy? Evercrack. Yep. You know the original addictive MMO. I've heard about it. Never actually tried playing it. Well, if you would like to try playing it, what would be the one huge thing besides a subscription holding you back? The grind. There you go. The grind. I would like to just state for the record, Andy and I did not prepare that line. EverQuest 2 is trying out a new um, sales model, as it were. You can purchase, legit, from the company, a max-level character. Oh, son of a... Mm. I'm not sure what I like about that. Not sure what you like or what you, not sure what you hate? Not sure what I like about that. Well, you know what's going on. Is They're that- losing subscribers. <laughs> Well, no, I'm just saying it's the, the fact that MMOs will always have a black market selling top-level characters. It's a given, right? Mm-hmm. So, why not make a little bit for themselves? Yep. But granted, you know how well that worked for Diablo 3. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Diablo 3. What's this EverQuest Next at the bottom? EverQuest Next is the sequel. It's their new EverQuest. EverQuest Next has things like Deformable Terrain and... Uh, a dynamic world that probably will make my laptop cry 
Probably. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because like they they are taking a lot of the framework of MMO and just throwing it out the window. But the question is, is it going to work? Who knows? It actually does look really, really cool, though. And I'm very impressed with how they're doing it. Not going to buy it, but I'm very impressed with it. God, I can't believe it. Spend $35 on a top-level character? Mm-hmm. Just poof, max level. It's an interesting idea. I could see WoW following suit. I could, especially since they made it every, every, literally, like with every expansion, they just make it easier and easier to level. Yep. Oh, you know when it goes free to play, they'll have like a purchase bonus XP. Oh, yeah. Or an XP bonus where it's like a times two perma rest. You are always rested. What else would you do? If you if you had to design a a free-to-play MMO, what sorts of things would you sell? Well, let's see. You'd sell weapons. You'd sell mounts. See, but selling weapons brings it from free-to-play to pay-to-win. No, it, it comes back to the time versus money argument. Yeah. You can get the stuff, or... You can just pay five bucks. Yeah. Well, just think of it like how uh, Team Fortress 2 does uh, drops, where after you play X number of hours, you're basically going to get a drop of some kind. Okay. So instead of, you know, taking the... The, the 10 the, hours. Yeah. For taking that drops. into a subscription-based sort of thing, because you know you're paying X number per month, so you kind of just do a little math there, figure out, okay, your time is worth this dollar amount. So I could sit there and grind for X amount of time and get that and maybe some other things, or I could just pay up front and not have to worry about the time. But then you get to spend that time that you would have spent getting even better stuff. Like it's still the money still puts you ahead. Everything else being equal, the money still gives you an advantage. Money always gives people advantages. Yes, but then if the money gives you an advantage, it's a pay to win system. Yeah, it does. But you're either paying for money to win or you're paying with time to win. One of the two. And, except not. It's not one of the two, Andy. That's the point. You and I both have 20 hours to spend on a game per week. Okay. I spend 20 hours per week and $15 a month. All right. You spend 20 hours a week. Yes. Which one of us will have better stuff? You will. Which one of us will have paid money to win? It's not equal. I'm paying more. And yes, you could argue, hey, he's paying more. But at the same time, you and I are making the same time commitment. Yes, but you're making time plus money. Yeah, but maybe time. you would pay that money, but you don't have it. Or you then budget I've got it. the time. No, but Andy, you can't say, but I've got the time. We both have the time. Yes, but your money will equal more time. Quote, unquote, more time. Right. I, I don't but, understand what you're trying to argue here. Time is money. Yes, you are arguing that fact very clearly. <laughs> yes, but my, my argument is a... a at least the way I, I view it, that system is flawed because it gives some players advantages over others for right. doing nothing. Yes, but if the, you have 20 hours to spend playing whatever this game is. Yeah. I, on the other hand, have 30 hours, 40. I'm, I'm completely yes, unemployed. I'm an unemployed be, college student during summer break. Then you will be ahead of me. Yes. And I'm okay with that because you're investing more time in the game. Time is something that you and I could both have. Yes, but the time is not equal. So therefore, you spend money to counteract the time that you don't have. Or you use time to counteract the money you don't have. Time and money are correlated. So you're making the argument that 
the money is it, it's good because it allows people without the time to catch up to the people with the time. Yes. Ah, we have two very very different views on this. We are looking at this in totally opposite ways. Then, but we are agreeing that time and time money. is absolutely money. I just think it's wrong that you are allowed to make that transaction in the game. And I find it perfectly fine. So we have to agree and disagree at the same time. Yep. Okay. So anyway, going back to the question, you'd have a uh, you'd have armor and weapons for sale. What else? Well, you, you can you can buy in-game currency. You can buy in-game items. You can buy window dressing. No, just just to clarify, though, anything you can buy for money in yours, you can get in-game. Yes. There is nothing that is money only. Yes. At least nothing that would change the game that is money only. Yeah. Okay. Because time is equal to money, so you have to be able to earn this said item two ways. So what about things like an XP boost that's only for money? Well, you're saving time. Time is equal to money. Okay. What about an increased drop rate? Time is equal to money. Okay. Just making sure. Side note, there's... Oh, man, I wish I could have done that with WoW. Some of those times where you're doing those quests of kill X number of crocodiles to get X number of... or Y number of skins. Yep. God, I hated those quests. (sighs) That's what you really wish you could have just spent 50 cents on. Just 50 cents to skip a quest? Not not skip a quest, but just increase the drop rate of said alligator skins. MacGuffins. So you don't have to. There's, there's honestly, I swear, there's got to be something in WoW named a MacGuffin. Probably if not. There's somebody's got to make a quest where you literally have to get X number of MacGuffins. MacGuffins. I'm sure there's some MMO out there that does it. Now Eve, on the other hand, um, is doing things a little bit differently. Okay. What's Eve? Wait, Eve is on our. Oh shit, Eve is on our list. Yes, Eve is on our list. Okay. So there's a uh, website called Somer Blink, which is a player-run lottery op- operation that's run in game. Wait, let let me just stop you right there. I know Eve is all about like free economy, player involvement, and player economy. There's a lottery. There is a player-run lottery operation. A player-run lottery? Does this not scream long-run scam to anyone else? I, I guess they're on the up-and-up because people... Uh... How, this, this is what terrifies me. Eve is full, full of econ and business majors, and they don't see this one coming? I don't even know what the scandal is, but if it involves a player-run lottery, I can make a couple guesses. And if people didn't see this coming, that explains the state of the U.S. economy. Go ahead. Okay. Now, this actually has nothing to do with the actual player-run lottery, but it's a player-run organization in the game, which everybody who is in this operation is getting a special uh, starship... Direct from CCP, which are the guys that make Eve. Okay. It is not available to manufacture in the game, and it's only the only way you can get this spaceship is if it is handed out to you by CCP. Which, because there's that that whole ISK to real dollar value correction. Yeah. The ship could sell for about seven hundred dollars. Damn. That's an expensive ship. Yeah, well, the reason it's expensive is th- because of its rarity. It's, right. According to right. um, an EVE spokesperson said, it's actually a pretty crappy ship. 
But, so why is CCP giving it to this player-run lottery? Um, they give it out basically as a thank you for being inc- like expanding the Eve universe sort of thing. The ship was created for exactly this sort of purpose, a promo ship for giveaways and special occasions to be used on multiple levels. Okay. So it's uh, Eve telling the players, hey, you guys. You're doing good. You're doing good. Have a cookie. (laughs) Have a $700 cookie. This is the cookie ship. (laughs) Have a cookie. So no surprise is a lot of people are upset about this going, wait, why are you guys giving these guys a cookie ship and not, you know, other? So that's the thing is everybody's pissed off now that they didn't get their own cookie ship for free. But in the words of Syndrome, if everybody's super, then no one is. Does that make sense? Kind of. If everybody gets a cookie ship, then the val- it's not going to be a rarity anymore. And actually, the value of the cookie ship's then going to drop like a stone. I don't think it's a question of the value that made everyone upset. Favoritism? I don't know about favoritism, but just, you know, if if I do work and I feel that work is expanding the EVE universe and doing fan-created content, and, and I see these other guys who are clearly doing a scam get a ship, and I don't, I'd be a little upset. I could see that. Definitely be upset. Especially because it's clearly a scam. What the hell? It's a lottery. It, 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 I, I highly doubt that they're actually like, you know, stealing everybody's money and not giving... They, they are giving out prizes. They're taking money in and giving out prizes. It works. Yeah, but but how, like, how are they determining the winner? I'm not sure because I don't play even. I'm not sure how this whole lottery system works. Feel free to browse their webpage and let me know. I'm good. Okay. I don't, I don't play Eve. I keep thinking maybe, maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I'll go back and nope. Just no. Okay. Well, that's EverQuest and Eve. There's our MMO news. Okay. So, okay. So you put money in to their account and that gives you X number of tickets. And then each item um, only has a maximum of uh, 16 tickets available for the item. So you, you spend money, you get tickets, and then you can put those tickets toward an item, which you can put multiple tickets toward an item if you want. At least I think that's how it works. So Grand Theft Auto Online's out, speaking of MMOs. Oh, yeah. And it's having issues. Well, yeah. <laughs> which I like how, you know, Rockstar literally told everybody before it came out, look, guys. It's going to suck. It's going to have issues. Yep. Which I swear, like every other day since it's come out, I've heard and read an article that says, hey, Rockstar is updating Grand Theft Auto Online to try and fix it. So they're working at it. It's really interesting, though, because, I mean, it's the same thing as what happened with SimCity, right? It's They knew it was going to have problems. Although the difference is EA said, no, 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 we got it. We got it. It'll be fine. We got it. And Rockstar said, like, this is going to be rough. You have to understand this is not going to be perfect at launch. It's going to be rough. And, and the react, well, the reaction has been, you know, when EA had the problem of like, what the fuck? I can't play my game. And the reaction with Rockstar has been like, okay, okay, it kind of sucks right now, but we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Well, so far it hasn't been... Well, it's gotten better. It's just not, you know, the best yet. Right. So also, speaking of SimCity, officially on the SimCity blog, they're talking about... Offline. Offline mode. Um, I, put the wrong, I clicked the wrong link on there. Oh, son of a bitch. What? I have the Watchdog article linking 
from the SimCity headline. Oh, that's too bad. I'll let you go fix that. Yeah. Um, too little, too late. Yeah. Is my like, guess. Okay. Oh, good. It's offline mode. Who the hell is still playing SimCity? Like, really? Is is anyone on your servers anymore? Was maybe that was EA's plan? Was like, we're just not going to buy any new servers. The problem will fix itself eventually. It will fix itself eventually because nobody will, will play. Keep playing. Right. That is fixing itself. So, speaking of watchdogs. Yep. Oh wait. Ax- is is that? I mean, we just did two topics in like thirty seconds. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about SimCity? Well, no, I just thought it was funny that there's like, hey, we're doing an offline mode now, and nobody really cares. No one cares. I I could see going back and playing it. I still think they need to expand the size of the city. Yeah. Or provide a local area network version. Yes, that also would be good. It's like, I want to play with my friends. Did you ever buy SimCity? Nope. Okay. You probably don't have plans to. Nope. Okay. You know what else patched recently, by the way? What? Terraria. I heard that. Terraria patched recently. Now, this isn't yet a topic, but it should be. I should go grab that. Uh, Because this was a game that had been called dead. Like, it had been decided that the team would liquidate and that they'd all go away. It was a dead game. And the creator came back and said, you know... I could make some changes. I could do a little more. And pumped out a massive, massive content patch and released it for the consoles. And you know how much I had to pay for this patch? Nothing. Nothing. There's actually enough in here that it would basically make a new game. In fact, he is now working on Terraria 2, a new game. But the content patch was up. It was that. It was a patch. It was free. And I have sunk in probably a good 15 hours of Terraria this week alone. I haven't. You should. I joined, uh, yes, I was in your Terraria server, and then I died, I think, eight times, ten times. Doing what? Um, Falling, zombies, flying eyeballs, it was... Well, that's Terraria. (laughs) were, Were you outside at night, Andy? It was night when I logged in. I had no idea that I had to go left to go to your little city thing, so I started going right. Well, if you if you ask, you ask who? Type. Who was there? Nobody was online at the time. No one was on. No. What server were you on? Your funky little house thing. That doesn't help. I don't know. I did. Brian's like, hey, this is our Terraria server, so. is a game that you play with friends, Andy. We covered this in the review a long time ago. I know, and I'm telling you that for some odd reason, my friends do not play games at the same time that I do. When did you play? I don't... It was many moons ago. Well, come play with us again. <laughs> really? So I can die some more? No, we'll help you out. And what are you guys going to do? I, it's what... You and I'll play, and we'll there's, work There's together. a point for me where sandbox games are too much of a sandbox. Terraria is a pretty open sandbox. I need some direction. Then play with me. I will give you direction. I'll say, Andy, here's our project. I, I can already tell you project number one. Live through the first night. Spend a night outside and not die? Uh, that comes later. First night is get shelter. <laughs> that, that's day one, is make some sort of shelter. I can keep feeding you, like, quest line. Like, okay, now do this. Okay, now do this. You know what would be better, though? What? If the game would do that. Come play with me, Andy. I'm fine. Aw. Okay. 
So can I get back to Watch Dogs? Yeah, you can get back to Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, Ubisoft's new... Uh, is it technically first-person shooter? It's third-person. Third-person over-the-shoulder shooter? It's not really a... Well, yeah, it's sort of like the Ubisoft's version of Grand Theft Auto. Okay. I think would be the local, the best comparison to it. Designed for next-gen consoles? Yes. And also the PC. Mm-hmm. Which this, sto- this is what this story is about, is the stats for the PC version of it were um, leaked. Minimum specs require you to have a 64-bit OS. Okay. You must have a 64-bit version. Who doesn't the- have a 64-bit version? There, there's... Well, are all Windows 8s 64-bit? Pretty sure Windows 8 is only 64-bit. Well, I know there's Windows 7 versions out there that people are still using that are not 64-bit. But still, it's a, it's, it's a new era. Mm-hmm. You must have a 64-bit operating system. That's just... We knew this was coming. Yeah. We talked about 64-bit when it was first becoming mainstream. Yeah, okay. Way, so all- way, 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 way back. You must also have at least one gigabyte of VRAM along with a quad-core CPU and at least four gigabytes of regular RAM. Yep. God, having a gig on your graphics card. I remember when having like 128 on your graphics card was like, whoa. The ultra specifications require an eight-core CPU with eight gigs of RAM. I7? Uh, yes. Not surprised. No, not surprised at all. That said, have you seen these specs on some of the, the Valve Steam box prototypes, Steam Machine prototypes. I do actually have an article listed as Steam Machine Stats. Then why don't we hop over to that? Yes, the Steam boxes or Steam Machines. Because we can say whether or not the Steam Machine can run Watch Dogs. It probably can. Yeah, that's that's my guess too. These things are really high end. Well, like I'm, I remember in the 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 article or the the forum post that the valve person posted he specifically says and to be clear this design is not meant to serve the needs of all of the tens of millions of steam users it may however be the kind of machine that significant percentage of steam users will actually want to purchase so yeah this is this is the my guess this is like the royals royce version of the steam machine yeah rather than just your your camaro yeah let's go okay so you're gonna have the rolls royce maybe your maserati level Cadillac? Get down to your like Camaro, and then maybe you're going to have your Honda Civic. Where does the Cadillac fall into this list? Uh, I would say Cadillac, probably right below the Camaro, maybe. Below the Camaro? Well, um, depends on which version of the Camaro you have going. Do you have the SS version of the Camaro, or do you just have the regular stock Camaro? Really, does it matter against a Cadillac? Well, now you get into the argument of driving, whether you want to have a luxury car. You know okay, the expression, just... it's the Cadillac of blah, blah, blah? All right, let's throw out the Camaro and replace the Camaro with a Cadillac. That would okay. make sense. You have the Rolls Royce, Rolls-Royce, you have the, the Cadillac, Cadillac, and then you have the Honda Civic. Does that work? The poor Honda Civic. It's a freaking toaster with wheels. It, it is. It's like the affordable car. Yeah. So this Rolls Royce version is going to have... Where, where does the Tesla fall? Son of a... Would you <laughs> shut up about cars? <laughs> What? Whoa! Whoa! Hey! Whoa! Wait! Can I? That's that's recorded, right? <laughs> yes. I told you to shush about cars. That's hurts me to say that. Okay, just to make sure that because that. Wow! How many years of this is six years, right? You know what I'd be doing right now if we weren't recording? Hanging up? No. What? Replacing the door on my Jeep. I thought you were supposed to do that two weeks ago. 
I was. Okay. But I had to actually find the door, which the place I first went to didn't have it. And yep. the place that did have it was closed on the weekends. Oh. So I couldn't drive up there and get it because the place was open from like 9 to 5. Yep. And since you're working full-time, it's like, well, great. When am I going to get up there? <laughs> well, 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 well. Sucks to be you. But I said I, screw it at one point and went up there and actually got it. So now it's sitting in the back of my Jeep. And I was going to replace it this weekend, years. but having to work. Everyone has their limits, it seems. Andy's took about six years. Okay, so, so we're looking at the, the high end, like yes. super high end of the steam machine. Yes. The highest Somebody went with a PC part picker and basically took the parts that were... Because they, they listed the components, like the NVIDIA Titan yep. i7 processor, and they, they kind of uh, built their own comparable PC using those parts. Okay. The high-end clocks in at around 1850 Dollars. Yes. This is the one thing Steam is going to have to overcome with this machine. Yeah, I don't know if I want to spend $1,800... On a desktop. Uh, yeah. Although it's not going to be a desktop, right? It's going to be in the the living room. Yes. It's a set-top box. But still, $1,800? Yep. You could buy a but PS4 it could play Watchdog. and an, an Xbox One. But it could play Watch Dogs? Well, Watch Dogs is the next-gen title, so you, you could play it on the Xbox One or the PS4. You could probably buy one of each and the game and still be cheaper than just buying this high-end Steam machine. Yep. The lowest one using these parts, though, clocks in around $880. Excuse me. It's not too bad. I expect that Valve may actually subsidize it. Oh, I don't doubt that. I mean, they have to. They have to. If they really want to bring con- like PC gaming back, they have to make it cheaper. Because it's, it's not hard to go to Newegg or Tiger Direct or something and buy a bunch of parts and get your machine, pretty decent machine, for under $800. That could play, I'd say, what, 75% of the stuff on Steam? Yeah, but there's, a, there's the difference between playing, you know, the games that have been on Steam for 10 years and playing something new. True. If your goal is to play Half-Life, yeah, you can do that for, like, 200 bucks. <laughs> if your goal is to play something new, you're going to be spending a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know, I'm definitely curious especially whenever this beta sign-up gets over with and they actually finally mail out the 300 Steam boxes, Steam mm-hmm. machines. Because during in the beta, they said, yeah, feel free to say to whatever you want to say about it. And to screw around with it. Yeah. None of this non-disclosure anything. It's, here's a box, use it. Yep. Talk about it. Please talk about it. So what else we got going on here? Oh, there's a big security breach at Adobe. Really? Yep. 2.9 million Adobe accounts have been accessed. That's Customer a names, lot of people. Encrypted credit card, debit card numbers. Well, I haven't gotten a notification from Adobe, so I think I'm okay. But, wow. Yeah, 2.9 million, million people. Million users. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Take your security seriously, people. should be telling the companies that, though, because it's... It's not like they hacked 2.9 million people individually. No, they hacked one server and got 2.9 million people's records. Yep. So this this is right after Adobe starts up with the new version of CS, which is subscription-based, which means right. Adobe is going to have to hold on to... Credit card numbers. Yep. 
I think somebody was like, oh, subscription-based. That means there's going to be a lot of people with credit card numbers there. Painting a bullseye in Photoshop right on Adobe. Oh, harsh. No, it'd be even harsher. It's painting a bullseye with GIMP right on Adobe. Or a pirated copy of Photoshop. <laughs> or a pirated copy, yeah. Also true. God, 2.9 million. Ah. All right, what's up with Connect? Uh, Connect 2.0, some of the demos have been released. Uh-oh. And it it's scary accurate. So you can see the just the screenshot of the video. That looks extremely detailed. Yeah. Like, I can see these strings on his hoodie. Yeah. If that's real. Because there's really no way to tell that it's real. True. But if that's real, wow. Remember that video we saw many moons ago when the original Kinect came out about the guy making his virtual camera? Making his virtual... Where he took two Kinects and was able to, to like, reconstruct things? Well, I think it was just, like, one Kinect, and he just put them in two separate locations, and they were able to figure it out. Or was it two different... I don't remember, but it was still, like, Kinects and using a virtual camera. Yeah. Or I my, to try my other favorite was... I think it was MIT, where they w- they mounted the camera, on the Kinect on a harness, and used it to map a room. Oh, that was also really cool. Like, they made a first-person shooter, old-style tab map, just by walking around, and the Kinect and the computer figured out where everything was. Yeah. So cool. And now this. <laughs> what the hell? I think we've gone from cool to creepy. Yeah. It's a, it's a fine line, and I you think... You can see the fabric. Oh. You can see when he opens his mouth and sticks out his tongue. Oh, jeez. That is... Thoroughly ridiculous. This is terrifying. Is yeah, what this it is. is. Now, again, you know, this is if it's accurate. But holy crap, if it's accurate. Um, FBI. Silk Road. The Amazon of illegal drugs and everything else. It has drugs, gotten weapons. shut down. What else was on there? Um, you Well, you could buy drugs. You could buy weapons. You could put a hit out on people. So you could buy hitmen. You could actually put hits on people through it? Yeah. Wow. That was actually part of the things that they were talking about with this guy is uh, uh, Dread Pirate Roberts, whose real name is Ross Albricht. Albricht? Albricht. Albricht. I think it's a, it's a hard K. Okay. There's no K in there, though. It's well, a hard CH. CH. As if it were a K. Yeah. But supposedly that's one of the things that they were trying to get him on was the fact that somebody in the Silk Road group was going to take all the information to the FBI and supposedly he used Silk Road to actually put a hit out on the guy. Wow. Yeah, the guy whose name uh, was Friendly Chemist and he uh, paid somewhere between 150000 to $300,000. Yeah, $150,000 for the hit. But yeah, this they caught him because uh, he was connecting through a VPN at a public library, something like that. Because, well, first off, he had put a Gmail email address on the website. Okay. And they basically, he was posting about stuff on uh, LinkedIn and a couple other places as well. What? Yeah, they I, were able to connect him. He didn't post. He didn't post on LinkedIn that he even you know was the I'm founder like, of yeah, Silk Road. Yeah, what's he put like you know job description like founder of Silk Road? Mm. And he can't claim like oh I was just providing a marketplace. I mean he knew what he was doing. Wow. Yeah, they also went back in time when um, the guy was trying to basically astroturf 
Silk Road by posting on forums about, hey, you guys should check out this new website called Silk Road. AstroTurf, I take it, is doing a fake grassroots? Yeah, because it was only ha, him. Ha, 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 ha. Cute. Yeah, it's, it's a legitimate term. Yep. There is going to be one hell of a book about this. Oh, probably. Like, one hell of a book. Like, he's lost most of his money because it was seized by the FBI. It was also held in Bitcoin, which is kind of weird. Um, I, I read somewhere he's got like 15% of the world's Bitcoins. Well, now the FBI yeah. has. 15% of the world's Bitcoin. FBI yeah. probably is closer to like 40% of the world's Bitcoins. Let's be serious. Um, but that he, you know, he, he's broke now. I fully expect when he's in jail, he will have a book deal. Oh, I don't doubt it. It's actually not broke because the FBI hasn't been able to seize his other account of Bitcoins, the one with some ridiculous number, which is basically that he's buried the money. And when he gets out of jail, he can dig it up. Oh, that's funny. That's not funny. That's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What else do we have? Uh, Let's see. There was a big hoopla about a Half-Life 3 trademark. Which turned out to be? Fake. Yeah. To, like, everything Half-Life 3 related, it's fake. Yeah. Like, Why honestly, I can explain. <laughs> what? Like, who? I don't even know. Who would okay. do something like this? Yeah. I don't know. People who like doing shits and giggles. So it wasn't Valve that filed for it? No. Someone else filed for Half-Life 3? Yes. And it was probably thrown out? Yes. Which, as of posting now, the trademark has been removed. Because Valve would already own it. Yeah. Or, I mean, they've also established prior whatever. It's not like I could go out and trademark Coke 2, Pepsi 4. I honestly, like, when Valve actually does ever, if they ever do, announce Half-Life 3, they have to, like, seriously preface the headline with, No, seriously. serious. Honestly, guys. It would have to be that... Gabe would get on stage and show it. Yeah, like that's that's the only way that people would now start to believe these things. Like, yeah, seriously, guys. Or in- well, no. So if, if Valve did like a real ARG, another full, real, in-depth one, that would do it. Yes. If Gabe Newell came out on stage and said, "We finished," comes out in two months, that would do it. But it's I still love going into the the Valve ARG IRC channel. Anytime any news pops up, because everybody just starts dissecting it completely, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like somebody asks somebody else, going, "Hey, is this legit?" and people are like, "No," and then everything just dies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, back to the cages. It's like half life through, boom, false alarm. It's like false alarm. Four hundred people in the channel, and all of a sudden, it's like false alarm, boom, everybody disappears again. Yep, it's a literally, it's a half life three flash mob. Andy, has anyone started looking at the pattern of the false alarms? Do you think that somehow these pattern, there's a pattern in the, the false alarms? I mean, if I wanted to do like a really, really, really long con. You just ask William Shatner. Why? Con! Oh, ah, ha, 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 ha. See, well, not seriously at all, because I don't think that it's actually the case. But wouldn't that be interesting if... Uh, that would be hilarious. If Valve was actually behind every single one of these and it was just a scheduled, you know, well, if we fake them here and fake them here and fake them here, someone eventually will, will notice a pattern. 
or there's like something buried on Valve like main page in some code on the HTML or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like been literally sitting in front of us the entire like they won't release Half Life Three until somebody figures it out. Oh God. <laughs> That would be terrible if they, if they came out and be like, so we've actually been done with this for like three years, guys. Can someone please find it? That would be funny. People would cry. Pal was like, we've been sitting on Source 2. We actually, so we're here to announce the release of Source 3. Source 3, what happened to Source 2? You guys took too long. <laughs> Here's Half-Life 4. Go figure out what happened between them. What? Wait, wait, why am I starting with a portal gun? What the hell happened in Half-Life 3? Wait, Gordon Freeman can talk? What? <laughs> or even better, he doesn't talk in 4, but they, they they allude to when he gave like the stirring speech in Half-Life 3. <laughs> oh, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> it'd be terrible. Wait, the G-Man is my father? What? what? <laughs> oh... What, what's the first word of, of the protagonist's first name? What's the first letter? G. What's the last three of his last name? Man. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Where's the dramatic chipmunk when you need it? What? Dramatic chipmunk? Dramatic chipmunk? You... D- Seriously? Seriously. I will wait while you Google dramatic what? chipmunk. No. Oh, God. Fine. Dramatic chipmunk. Oh, that yeah okay like that's back from like 2007 i have seen it i just didn't know what you were talking about okay you didn't know about dramatic no arkham origins yes the batman game i so want to play i still need to play the other two i actually kind of want to play the other two over again i need to play the other two so they're doing a season pass for Arkham Origins, yeah, which is twenty bucks. The game is going to be sixty. The pass is twenty. Yeah, and this um, season pass right now, yeah, gets you a lot of costumes. That's pretty much it. Isn't the season pass like here's all the DLC we've come out with for right, a it, year? Yeah, the, the the season pass gets you one, two, three, twelve skins sorry 14 different batman skins which have no gameplay factor at all other than you know your batman looks different you could look like adam west yeah actually in arkham city i uh changed my batman to look like the batman the animated series batman nice because i thought it was more appropriate having you know kevin's voice yep i also changed catwoman to the animated series catwoman as well sweet because she looked a whole lot less slutty yep oh selena kyle um, there is a challenge map where you get to play as just Bruce Wayne, not okay. as Batman. And there's a all new story. They don't say what that is. Hmm. And that's 20 bucks. I mean, this is an optional thing, isn't it? Yes. You don't need to buy the season pass. No, but still it's 20 bucks for a skin that you get in the for single skins, player mode. Yep. Skins, you in skins, the single player a challenge mode. map and some unannounced story yes for 20 bucks yeah i mean if the story were like a whole other game that would be worth it i still need to get the uh, harley quinn dlc for arkham city because i'm curious to see how much that does which is kind of annoying the fact that um when's the last time you saw a dlc price go down mm, are we 
counting expansions as DLC? Well, no. If you're buying a DLC that's digital only, have you ever seen a price cut? Are we counting expansions as DLC? I don't know. Why? Well, because Gods and Kings is cheaper. Okay, so... Uh, yeah. But I'm just... Um, I was playing the old Tomb Raider game. Mm-hmm. DLC also goes on sale. Yes, but the amount of sale price versus, you know, buying the game used, it's night and day. Yes. So, I know, there's, people have been upset about this, and they're like, don't be upset. There's going to be a new story mode. Yeah, I know people will be upset. Yeah. Oh, DLC. All right, we should probably start wrapping things up. Okay. Um, Microsoft, evidently, some investors want Gates to step down. Three. Three, Three investors. investors. Are these large investors? Well, they're three of the top 20 investors in Microsoft. Okay. So they probably do have some weight, but it's literally just three guys. Yeah, no. Uh, And the BBC found their lost episodes of Doctor Who. They found 106. Is that all of them? Uh, I am not sure. But still, that's 106 Doctor Who episodes that they thought were lost that are now yep. going to... They now found them. These were not lost in the sense of, like, taping over the original Star Wars films. Um, no, pretty much, yeah. These were lost in the sense of, like, they actually just didn't know physically where they were. The BBC um, aired the episode only once. So each episode was only aired once. And the copies were sold to this Ethiopian agency. And then BBC either lost are taped over the originals okay so it's just like the first super bowl it's literally it's gone yeah because tape was so expensive the bbc's like why are we going to hold on to these stupid little things it's not like it's going to be a successful show that runs for 40 years (laughs) (laughs) so yeah 106 episodes so hopefully we're going to hear more about this when the uh doctor who 50th anniversary next month happens november 23rd looking forward to it also, fun fact, the UK copyright law yeah. is only 50 years. So the original episodes are going to start entering public domain. In the UK. In the UK. Wow. Yeah. All right. Random review. I am reviewing something that Dave is probably not going to care about. Not one bit. It's an app called the MLB at Bat app for Android and iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's nice if you're a baseball fan. This is the, like, here's every stat you want about every game currently going on app? Yes. Okay. But also, you can um, so you can get the stats, but then you can also, um, they have a subscription for the year, which gets you all of the um, audio feeds as well. So that's the, that's the one problem with this thing is it, it costs money. Mm. Like a, a serious... Amount. Serious amount of money. Yeah, I uh, got it for free though this year because okay, so yeah, the at bat thirteen subscription offer is four dollars for the entire baseball season, or you could pay three dollars per month, which makes no sense. Four dollars for the entire season, or three dollars a month. I'm pretty sure the season lasts more than two months. Yeah. How long does the baseball season last? Well, let's see. Spring training started back in February. But does the app cover spring training? Yeah. Okay. I really love it right now in the postseason because 
normally if I was going to watch a Tigers game, I would turn on Fox Sports Detroit to watch the Tigers with the the normal announcers. Mm -hmm. But because everybody wants money, the postseason games are getting broadcast on TBS. And it's definitely not an unbiased announcer group. Oh. Especially since one of the announcers used to be a catcher for the Oakland A's. What? Yeah. Okay. So what we actually do is we'll take my cell phone, put on the audio feed of the Detroit Tigers broadcast, radio broadcasters, and, and put then just the TV on. mute the television and sync them up. Yep. I've actually seen that happen uh, a lot with football where people will turn on the radio because they like the radio announcers better than the broadcast announcers. Because the radio announcers are specifically hired to be just for that one team. Yep. So instead of listening to like the ESPN garbage, they listen to the voice that they've known and are familiar with. But they'll watch the show. On yeah, that's TV. honestly what we were doing. Yep. Oh, it's so much better. So yeah, if you got four bucks and you're into baseball, then it's nice. It's a good buy. Yes. If you don't like baseball, then you, you don't have want this no at all. right you, purchasing this. You, you should stay far away from this. Okay, but it, it's worth the four bucks if you are going to be watching baseball. Yes. Okay. Uh, I I just thought of why you might want to do the three bucks a month. Why? How many months of baseball are left? One. Got it. Random topic. Random topic. I rolled ahead of time. What would the plot be for a movie based on Settlers of Catan? Oh, crap. A movie um, based on Settlers. So we, we could, we've got two paths. We can go like the direct route or like the battleship route or somewhere in between. <sighs> so I'm thinking um, like people washing ashore. Oh, okay. Here, here. Ready? All right. You have three warring nations. Yes? Okay. There is a naval battle, and three ships, one from each nation, are, are caught in this battle. And maybe, you know, like, there's a storm that shows up, and, and they, they get all blown to this island, the Isle of Catan. And they all wash up at different points on the island and have to start surviving. And whether, you know, they have to survive against the island, they have to survive against each other, and they have to try and find a way off. But there's no point in Catan where you have to try and find a way off the island. Andy, <laughs> there's no point in Battleship where you have to fight aliens. <laughs> oh, very true. Um, I could see this more along the lines if instead of a movie, a Game of Thrones type television show. Okay, I could do that. Screw, yeah, screw the movie. Just have it be a TV show where you're having warring... Three warring families. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be definitely a lot of political oh, but, intrigue. But I still like this. the idea of, of the, the shipwrecks because it means that they start from scratch. Okay, a TV series where there are three shipwrecks. Laura says it's Australia and that it should just be a penal colony. There would be definitely a lot of backstabbing then. Yep, there'd be a lot of backstabbing and it would explain the robber. Ah. Although the rubber could also just be like this mystical force on the island that's like, no, today you cannot mine. It could be a whole subplot of what? who is this robber? Right. What is their goal? <laughs> Why is Why? this person preventing access to clay? <laughs> Why is there a polar bear on the island? No, no, not lost. 
So you're thinking no movie. You're thinking TV show. I'm thinking it'd be better like Game of Thrones. It's true of a lot of things, isn't it? Sometimes movies work. Well, no, but I said like just you you could say that would be better like Game of Thrones. Um, I know. Maybe not a wedding. <laughs> Worst wedding theme ever. <laughs> the Game of Thrones themed wedding. Why'd what? you pick red? Why, as why your are the color? invitations red? <laughs> yeah, just go with it. Everyone forgets about the other wedding in Game of Thrones, though. I haven't read any of Game of Thrones, so I have no idea. Oh. I just know what people tell me. Are, are you just not going to read it? Do you see how big those books are? Yeah. I've got three library books to read right now and the book club book to read as well, which I also checked out from the library. I have so, four library books to read. Andy, right just go check out Game of Thrones. But it's so big and heavy. Then get the ebook version of it. I honestly have RF manuals that are smaller than Game then of Thrones. Then get the ebook version of it, Andy. I can give you the audiobook version of it if you would like. How many hours is that? Not many. How abridged is that? Not at all. Really? It's it's not? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's unabridged. Read the damn book. Otherwise, I will make it my my uh, book club book. Oh, son of a bitch. Just so that you have to read it. I will sacrifice my book club book. So just read it. I'll put it on my list of things to read. Okay, thank you. It's a pretty big list right now. I think there's like 60 books on there that I have. That's a to big read. list. Let me currently actually tell you. Because I use uh, Goodreads. Da, 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 my books... To read. I've got uh, 48 books on there right now. Okay. 49 now. No, actually, um, Game of Thrones is on there. Oh. Well, then. We've probably had this uh, discussion before. No, we haven't. I just realized sooner or later somebody's going to be like, you need to read this book. And I'll be like, mm. It's on my list. It's on my list. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, A Game of Thrones. It's number 10 right now. Good. A Song of Ice and Fire number one. Is that actually what the name of the series is? Yeah, A Song of Ice and Fire. Why don't they call it that? On HBO? Yeah. Because everyone just knows it as Game of Thrones, which was the first book. Okay. And you also never see it as a song of ice and fire. It's always like A S O I A F. Because that's not confusing. At right, all. right. You look at that like what? G O T A S O I A F. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to say a movie. I'm going to say Game of Thrones. You're going to say a TV. But you haven't seen Game of Thrones. But I know enough of it to say no, that you, it would you work. Can't, but you know, Andy, you have to, we'll revisit this. <laughs> I, am I wrong to suggest that a Game of Thrones TV series would actually make sense with Settlers I mean, of Catan? I mean, a TV series would work for Settlers of Catan. Because this is not, the game does not easily translate some movie. Well, but then neither does Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That was actually a pretty cool movie. Right, that's my point. Like, the game doesn't translate, but someone managed to do it. Yeah. Okay. It was not we need to wrap up. Okay, that's a wrap. Bye. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening.